0: You're listening to Evolution Digital, how businesses across industries have adapted to ensure continued success in today's digital marketplace. I'm Tracy Sheckle. Welcome, I'm Tracy Sheckle, and I have been handling marketing, public relations, and community broadband initiatives with Otelco for about five years now. Otelco is a family of companies that date back to the 1800s. And as you might guess, the company has endured almost unimaginable change in the last century. Every aspect of the business has been driven by what we refer to as digital evolution. We've all seen our access and dependency on all things digital evolve from pretty much zero to full throttle in the last 40 years or so. In my industry, communications and technology, the changes are pretty obvious. We have gone from phones to fiber. And that's just in our product offerings. Behind the scenes, everything from our billing and provisioning processes to inter-office communications are completely digitally dependent. We thought it would be interesting to take a look at how digital evolution has impacted some less tech-oriented businesses. So once I get my sea legs, that's what we're going to do. For today, Tanner Campbell, owner of Portland Pods, Not only will be producing this cast, but he has graciously agreed to be my beta test interview subject. Even though Portland Pod is digital to the core, it's a relatively new company that 15 years ago no one would have even have thought to start. Tanner, first tell us about yourself and what you've been doing professionally before you founded Portland Pod.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs)
0: Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're tolerating each other. This is good. So I was born in Concord, New Hampshire, and my father owned a small business up here in Portland. And that business didn't end up working in the long run, so we relocated to Florida, which I never liked. Uh, And I always wanted to get out. So when I got the opportunity to get, get out, I came to Maine. And when I got here, I started working as an IT director, which I'd been doing for a long time, with the United Way of Greater Portland. And it just wasn't fulfilling anymore. And I had been podcasting for myself and serving a few clients since 2010. And when I thought about what I would do if I wasn't doing IT anymore, it wasn't immediately obvious that that was what it was going to be. But through some suggestions from friends and family, that's what I discovered I wanted to do. And so in 2019, I opened the doors and it's been going gangbusters, frankly, ever since.
0: So what what made you decide to start podcasting when you did? What were you talking about?
1: I didn't have anything. To, I was bored and it seemed like a very interesting, because in 2010, you know, I'm, I'm quite a bit younger than I am now. And it was trendy and I wanted to be part of this new trendy thing that was happening or had been happening just for a couple of years. And I also like to talk. I'm a big chatter and I have opinions and I want to share them with the internet, right? With the world. Uh, and it just seemed like something that accommodated that part of me at that time. And as I became better at it, I learned that I could use it as a tool to get important ideas out there or help others get important ideas out there.
0: What do you see the industry trend in podcasting looking like? Is your is business growing fast for you right now?
1: It is, and it's growing fast in a way that no one probably would have said it would five years ago. The biggest part of that being that it used to be a medium that independent creatives we get into. If I'm a fan of Harry Potter, for example, I can make a podcast about it. If I'm a fan about shoes or hats or whatever silly interest you might have that you like and you know millions of other people probably like as well, then you can just start a podcast about that thing. But increasingly, in the same kind of way that blogs and social media did, we're seeing that businesses are recognizing that there's a lot of attention being traded on this platform and that there's an opportunity for them to develop more meaningful relationships with the with the communities that they hope to serve. And so as corporate money starts to come into this medium, it's it's changing in a big way. It's becoming more a marketing tool, a content marketing tool, in as much, at least as much, if not more, than it's an expressive tool for independent and individual creators.
0: One of the things that I'm hoping to do in the podcast going forward is to look at a business that 40 years ago employed no technology or minimal and talk about what digital evolution has brought that industry to. Obviously, your business from its inception was digital, but it's still traveling at warp speed. So even in the short time that you've been doing this professionally, how are you keeping up? What's changing?
1: I I wouldn't push back too much, but I'm going to push back just a little bit on, on the fact that it was always digital. Because I am the natural evolution, I think of the very analog process of being an audio engineer baking tapes and and doing how people made music in like the fifties and sixties and seventies
0: I didn't think you were old enough to be of no, that no, generation no definitely
1: not I'm not, and I'm reminded of uh, i'm only thirty seven by the way, just just so it's out there. Good to know you could uh, but, be my kid <laughs> <laughs> uh, but When I spend time with these guys who came from the analog world, sometimes I feel like a fraud because I never learned that stuff. It's like when you go to your parents and they have this very old way of doing things and you're like, man, that's not how I learned to do it. I've got all these tools that help me do it more easily, which almost makes it feel like the work is easier than it used to be. But that's not so much true. The extra technical helpers that you get, uh, technology in general, you still have to master and learn those things. Even though it's technical, it's still difficult. And it's still changing every single day. You have to be very attentive to all the new tools that are coming out at light speed. Because if you don't, the person who is, is going to be able to provide a better solution to the people who are seeking your services. So for me, my clients don't understand podcasting when they come to me as, how is it useful? How can I leverage it? How should I leverage it? What is the benefit to me having one? And so the technical capacity to create a podcast, that used to be the thing that was confusing to people who would come to me. But now it's, okay, I get it. You need a mic and you need the internet and I can suss all those things out. But it feels like I'm marketing a television show and I have no idea how to do that. And that is kind of what you're doing. You're marketing a radio program. You're making your Netflix original, right? (laughs) But with audio only. And so the pressure for me to to keep up in the industry has less to do with the technical aspect of it because you can learn technical anybody can learn technical it's kind of like that intangible marketing aspect of it
0: interesting so what are you most excited about in doing this going forward like what what is it that you are like wow i'm here i've gotten to this place what's next for me and why am i what am i what's my end game
1: Ooh, what I'm excited for and what my end game are might be different, but (laughs) but I'm but I'm definitely excited about the fact that this this medium because so many people are beginning to expect it. Like if you're a business of a certain size, people are going to come and wonder, well, why don't you have a podcast yet? Right, the LL Beans of the world to speak locally. How come you don't have a podcast yet? We're really kind of expecting you to have that, and businesses being under the pressure to provide that. And in addition, being under the pressure to provide it in a way that isn't like a direct marketing salesy type pitch, they are being encouraged to provide value and transparency. And I think that podcasts in part, I don't think they're completely responsible for this, but I think they play a large part in helping businesses become more about the communities they serve than they have been in the past. And to be part of that I mean, I couldn't, I'm I'm very Robin Hood mentality, right? Like I'm that kind of character. So I love to see the big people doing things for the little people that's not strictly all about an exchange of money or services.
0: So do you have a digital crystal ball?
1: For podcasting?
0: For For the world. Like, so there was content marketing, and then there was blogging. And honestly, all this is new to me because being in marketing for as long as I have, this is all brandy new to mail postcards to people, make outbound calls, you know, create collateral. But we've, you know, content marketing, blogging, vlogging, podcast has been called the next generation. What's next? Are we going to be holograms sitting on people's dashboards?
1: <laughs> you know, that's, it's it's it sounds funny, but uh, I, I'm not going to prognosticate too much. But what I think we're going to see is a fundamental shift in how, first of all, what people identify as worthwhile things to do in business and industry. And we're going to see a big shift in how people decide to form relationships with the businesses with whom they choose to do work. And podcasting, I think, is the advent to that because, first of all, the expectation of you having one is is increasingly greater the expectation that podcasts are provide a certain amount of transparency into a business is greater and greater and greater the barrier to entry into podcasting is so low anybody with a microphone or an iphone could technically make a podcast and i think we're going to see a flood of racing to be the most transparent and the most value providing company and I don't know what that's going to look like. In the, like I don't know what the end benefit of that is because it's almost like you stop being a business and you start being a human that can provide a service to another person and it's no longer looked at as, as a commercial exchange. It's It's hard for me to put into words.
0: You said something that triggered something that's not on the script. Podcasting for the sake of podcasting because everybody's doing it. How do we not end up with a bunch of watered down, if there's nothing good to talk about, or how do you find what you need to talk about? I mean, for us, it was kind of easy. We thought about it, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to just sit here and do thought leadership and talk about how wonderful broadband is. We're going to look at industries, and hopefully this will be interesting to people. It's not so much about what we do, but how everybody else does what they do. But if the mentality is, have to podcast because everybody else is, where does a, a riveting concept come from?
1: And that is and that is kind of that shift I was talking about because businesses slowly are beginning to realize as they slowly start to take on podcasting as a as a medium of content marketing because that is what it is, that what they're needing to do instead of provide their service to somebody, they're instead saying, look at these other people and the great things they do. They're put in a position to have to prove to their possible client base that they're good people first, that they care about things other than their business first. And that's very weird, right? And and I remember the days of direct mail as well. Like, I, I remember pre-podcast days very well. And you'd go around in the parking lot and stick flyers in people's stuff, or you'd make sure that, you you know, you got a price break at 10,000 flyers that you did as inserts for the Palm Beach Post or something, because <laughs> I grew up in Florida and all that was was here's a thing we're selling and we've got a sale on it and here's why you should get it cuz it's great but now instead of that it's a whole story about somebody else's life and
0: how your industry could benefit them
1: but without saying that right so when when i have when i when businesses ask me what their content ought to be that they create what i say is what do you do and they can answer that question very easily and who is your target market? And they can answer that question very easily. And I say, well, what does your target market like that your product benefits that isn't directly related to your product? And they look at me with their eyes crossed because <laughs> they don't know what I'm trying to ask them. So uh, an example I like to give a lot is sea bags, which everybody knows here in Maine, but they make a, they take sailboat sails and they recycle them into these really great, unique bags. Uh, and if they were going to make a podcast, they don't have one, but I always say, your podcast should be about the outdoors, sailing, probably the the races that happen every year. And I would bet you that if I sat down with those folks and I suggested that, they said, well, what do we know about racing? And I would say, that's not the point. The point is that you know for certain that people who are interested in your bags are going to be interested in watercraft sports, watercraft-related business, and sailing races. I mean, and they are. And so... If you create content that stands on its own and shines as a great piece of content in that space, which is not you selling bags, but you sponsor that as this podcast was created at the Seabag Studio in Portland, Maine, you are getting your name and your brand in front of somebody by providing them content that's meaningful for them in a way that's not commercial. And it's really, (laughs) it's a hard idea to grasp because it's like, so what am I doing? Basically, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a media company now. And the answer is yes, you are.
0: Right. Right. Okay, so what, if somebody's sitting out there, assuming this makes it to press, Mm -hmm. and listening to us, and they're saying, hmm, maybe I should be doing this, what advice would you give them?
1: That thing we just went over, to think very, very carefully about that. To not just jump right into it and say, okay, I'm a company, we got to make a podcast, and I guess it's going to be about what we do. Because that, that podcast, while useful from a possible consumer doing research to find out if they want to work with you. Like creating 10 episodes of a quote unquote podcast and making it available on your website in your about section to learn more about the company, that has a value on its own. That has a, I'm doing research about your company and I want to learn a little bit about it because I'm thinking about working with it. So there's definitely value in doing that. But if you're creating something that's meant to attract your target audience, prove your authority to them, prove your competency, show them that you care, then the podcast isn't going to be probably isn't going to be about what you do. And so you need to think of that Venn diagram of who's my target market, who am I, and what's the thing in the middle that connects us both but not directly.
0: Okay. And before we wrap up, another question that will be a surprise. What do you think of the concept of this podcast as far as meeting the criteria of what you would recommend and how you would guide somebody thinking about doing this.
1: I think that pointing out how much technology has changed, there's a there's definitely a value in doing that and hearing the anecdotal stories of how that's happened. Because there's some there's, – there'll definitely be some humor in it. There'll be some entertainment value in it. I think that you will have to be careful about presenting stories which in any way – kind of say things like, oh, millennials have gotten too dependent, making it negative. I think making it fun and lighthearted is important because people like fun and lighthearted stories. But there's also a value in that anybody who is going to resonate with this idea of technology going from the Stone Age to what it is now and everything in between and telling those stories, then... It's going to be really interesting, I think, while hearing those stories to have cut in this technical aptitude that's kind of explaining the history behind that specific change. So you had talked about an interview that you have planned for a future episode. It will be really interesting if there's a center point in the middle of that discussion that kind of breaks the discussion up into two halves. And maybe your interview guest mentions a really big change in his or her industry. And the, se- the middle segment is kind of this tech in review kind of moment where we talk about that that, that change and everything that uh, precipitated it and the technical aspects of how that change happened and why it happened. Because from a consumer's point of view, we went from uh, audio cassette to CD. But there's a whole story about why that happened and how it happened and what the motivation was for it happening. And people don't know those answers. And people like to learn stuff. And, and it will provide Otelco with an opportunity to prove its competency in a, in a way that I hate to call it sneaky. It's not sneaky, but it's beneficial. It's providing entertainment, value, and it's also proving that you know
0: what you're talking about. Okay, well, I think it's probably time to wrap up. Wow, I have a podcast under my belt, I think. Thank you so much for producing and putting us out there and letting me practice on you as my first guest. It was a great education for me, too. Um, Any last words before I officially sign off?
1: No, I want to thank you again for having me, and and best of luck.
0: Thank you. Hotelco provides communication services in many states with the majority of our customers in Alabama, Maine, and Missouri. So next time on Evolution Digital, we'll head to Alabama for a look at digital evolution and post-secondary education. If you operate or know of a business or industry that has been impacted by digital evolution, please let us know. We're looking for interesting guests for future episodes. Thanks for joining us, stay safe, and we hope you'll join us next time.